social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to the John DePietro Show. Propane Plus. For heating and cooling, call Propane Plus today in Massachusetts, 508-252-3359. In Rhode Island, Propane Plus number 401 885-4209. It's the Johnson family. It's Propane Plus, the leading full-service provider of propane to Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Not only can they install your tank and schedule propane deliveries, but they can service your entire heating, cooling system, and install any propane or natural gas appliances. Locations in East Greenwich and also in Rehoboth. Remember, Propane Plus is energy for everyone. It's affordable, sustainable, equitable, Good for the environment, and also now it's renewable. Online at propaneplus.com, Propane Plus, heating and cooling. In Massachusetts, call the Rehoboth office, 508-252-3359, and in Rhode Island, 401-885-4209. You can depend on Propane Plus. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. It is Thursday. It is February 24th, and it is not your imagination. The world has changed, whether you realize it or not. Uh, last night, after a big buildup, Putin finally did pull the trigger, and the uh, coverage so far, it's its really extraordinary. This is an evil man. I also want to be very clear. The only president right now that should be criticized as president putin this business of going after biden listen everything that can be said you know that biden and harris are weak and blah 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 and if trump was there this wouldn't be happening listen that that is this still comes down to someone who decided to invade someone who is invading a country and for anyone that says well what do we care about that well i mean first of all it, it is the largest land invasion since world war ii we don't live in a world where we're going to allow and and ukraine is not a perfect country it's certainly not a it's not even a, a full democracy but but you 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 can't have russian aggression and putin just is in invading other countries period so so far um i'm very dismayed at the words of uh, rudy giuliani and also for that matter president trump um, there, there's only one person that is at fault here, and that is Putin and, and trying to push this narrative. And I can't believe some of the talking points of people of, well, you know, uh, NATO, we we're moving. It's not about that. He was afraid and watching more countries around him uh, become more like the West and be a free country or at least closer, not under the, the control of Russia. So some of the foolishness that I've listened to of people telling me, well, I, I think the people of Ukraine were happier when uh, they were controlled by Russia. It's all fool. This is an evil act by an evil man against the innocent people of Ukraine, period, end of story. Anything else beyond that, uh, it, is, it is alarming, the fact that he is being praised, uh, Giuliani was saying oh he's you know he's smart he pulled it over on biden like what are you talking about this is someone who was using their military to invade another country period stop and the same thing i mean i i was shouting at the television i don't know why laura ingram had president trump on last night president trump went on last night and had nothing negative to say about putin who is by the way the richest man in the world putin is the richest man in the world he has stolen, hidden away all these assets, does not care about the Russian people. Um, you you watch, as I have been saying, this is the West. This is an attack. Listen, everything, you know, I get it. People are more concerned about our own border. Yeah, we don't have 200,000 troops, Mexican troops marching in our border. That's a false talking point. You know, the, tr- the truckers with Trudeau, yeah, compare that to the missiles and tanks rolling into Ukraine. Like, let's put this in reality. Now, for a little comic relief, John Kerry, I hope what's happening doesn't take off Putin's commitment to climate change. And because of the principles that are at risk uh, in terms of international law, 
and trying to change boundaries of international law by force. Uh, I thought we lived in a world that had said no to that kind of activity, and I hope diplomacy will win. But massive uh, emissions consequences to the war, but equally importantly, you're going to lose people's focus. You're going to lose certainly big country attention because they will be diverted and, and uh, I think it could have a damaging impact. So, you know, I think hopefully President Putin would realize that in the northern part of his country, they used to live on 66% of a nation that was over frozen land. Now it's thawing and his infrastructure is at risk and the people of Russia are at risk. And so I hope President Putin will help us to stay on track with respect to what we need to do for the climate. <laughs> That's the first time I've laughed in 24 hours. You, that is John Kerry. You want to talk about tone deaf. Stay on track with the climate. What are you talking? All right, let's go to H.R. McMaster. These threats can only be dealt with. Huge cost. costs on Putin right now beyond those that he factored in at the beginning of his decision making. He's already threatened nuclear war, Tony. And so I, I think what we have to see is, is this is this latest assault in a broader context. I mean, just think about what he's done since 2007. Massive cyber attacks on, on Estonia, the invasion of Georgia in 2008, the constant you know undermining of, of Ukraine, poisoning presidential candidates, for example, assassinations. Uh, it's not going to be the end of it. What we've seen just in recent days is that you know the weaponization of migrants on the border with uh, and weeks uh, with with Poland, uh, encouraging Serbian separatists in the Balkans to reignite conflict there. And, you know, once you get to you know, into Ukraine, look at look at Moldova. You know, this is going to go on and on until Putin is met with strength. He will push as far as far as he can. And I think it's extremely important that we maintain the unity we've seen so far. And I think we ought to we ought to applaud the Biden administration's effort to keep the. Family together uh, with the U.S., uh, U.K., the U European Union, and Canada, I think responding together well and really across the free world. Now, listen, I know people don't like hearing anything positive. I get that about President uh, Biden. And yes, true, Obama was completely wrong. And it, but it, it, it goes back a lot farther than that. We, we have commitments. Folks, you haven't heard the word nuclear weapons in a while. And Biden, uh, excuse me, Putin last night, that rambling address to the world, he was he's threatening. He's saying that they're going to you're going to face the worst consequences, worse than you'd ever could have imagined. If, in fact, that there's any type of um, show of force against him last night at the uh, the Ukraine, U.N. ambassador directly addressed his Russian counterpart at the conclusion of the Security Council. And um, it was it was uh, pretty dramatic. I want to um, play some of that. Well, as I said, relinquish your duties as a chair. Call Putin, call Lavrov to stop aggression. And I welcome the decision of some members of this council to meet as soon as possible to consider the necessary decision. That would condemn the aggression that you launch on my people. There is no purgatory for war criminals. They go straight to hell, Ambassador. You know, that is exactly right. And already, folks, I mean, when you look at the missiles and everything that is uh, firing right now, uh, but I want to, you know, I recognize some people. Uh, admittedly, and I, I talked to someone that said, you know, this is all because of the West. And I also want to dispute this business. I was speaking with someone yesterday that was basically reading direct talking points. Um, Tulsi Gabbard is, I mean, I, I can't, she's like a, a, a Putin puppet, everything that comes out of her mouth. But somehow, you know, this, this person was telling me that Biden's actually this very sinister character and he and Hunter Biden control Ukraine. And that's what this is about. You can't have it both ways. Right. Either either Biden that everyone, all these people say, um, and, and I don't think there's any argument about this of uh, talk about losing their fastball. Listen, we, we know all of that, but you, you can't have that. He's sleepy Joe and asleep at the switch 
But at the same time, he's this sinister character that's plotting that he wants to take over Russia and Putin's just trying to defend himself. You, you, you can't have it both ways. You know, it goes back to we, we made promises. Part of it, I know a lot of people don't realize this, but the U.S. persuaded countries to give up their nuclear weapons. This was the Budapest Memorandum, 1994. Yes, Clinton was the president. U.S., Great Britain, Russia offered security assurances to nations that won independence when the Soviet Union dissolved. And this was disarm nuclear weapons. Ukraine also was one of them. So this business says they pledged to refrain from, you know, economic coercion. Wall Street Journal has a good piece on this. You know, so for the people saying, well, you know, we shouldn't be involved. And that, well, hey, listen. You know, what's your word worth? This country, the West, we made guarantees to countries that if you would abandon your nuclear weapons program, that that we would shield and provide protection. Um, and, and right now, what you want to worry about is then suddenly don't be surprised, as they write, if Japan or South Korea suddenly seek their own nuclear deterrent. If Americans want to know why they should care about Ukraine, well, it, it had to do with getting rid of nuclear weapons. And if you start to betray them, betrayal has consequences. I know right now a lot of people are saying elections have consequences. Betrayal has consequences. And as the world seems destined to learn again the hard way. Yeah, that's right. That is true. Elections have consequences. And so do betrayal. We got many nations to give up, including Ukraine, their nuclear weapons in exchange for we got your back. Well, now is the time to show that. There's also a good piece. I mean, Putin, he will, as it was just described, he will continue to push and push. You know, the first step, the West continues to think he could be appeased. He snatched part of Georgia 2008, world at little. He grabbed Crimea 2014. Barack Obama said there'd be cost. Russia was, quote, isolated, but the sanctions were weak. Biden predicted we're going to just aim sanctions at him. So far, they're not strong enough. Um, a Europe watched his aggression, made itself hostage to Russian energy supplies and blackmail. He definitely was involved some way with our elections in 2016. So he wants to add Ukraine back into Russia. And he's betting on appeasement, and then he wants to put in a, a puppet government. So, folks, I, I, I come back to the only president that is to be to criti criticized right now is, in fact, Putin. And it's very alarming when I see interviews of two men that I have admired for a long time. And that is Rudy Giuliani and Trump doing these interviews. And they're not even in any way. It's it's like they're paying compliments to someone who's invading another country with force. And, and as we speak, killing thousands of people. I I am lost on where the compliments come in. All right, we have a lot ahead. We're still going to speak with our legal analyst, Tim Dodd, and then bring you the latest on what's going on in Ukraine. It is the John DePietro Show. A problem with your heating system? Call R.E. Coogan Heating today, 401-732-6562. 24-hour emergency service, gas boiler, oil burner, Coogan Heating, 401 732 6562 they're helpful trustworthy reliable explore their services look for them on facebook and the website is recooganheating.com residential services as coogie says let us into your home don't fix it alone plumbing heating and cooling from winter to summer trained technicians provide 100 percent service one customer at a time from service calls maintenance agreements to installation re coogan heating proud to help residential customers and they pride themselves making customer service and satisfaction a top priority call them today now it's cold it's going to remain cold call coogan heating today 401-732-6562 it's coogie it's 24-hour emergency service hey not long ago our hot water tank gave out what did i do did i panic did i try to fix it i called coogan heating 401 732-6562 look for them on facebook and then the website is recooganheating.com folks you're listening to the john DePietro show weekdays we start at 11 we go until 2 
It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at the website, speechshow.com. It's time for our legal segment. Joining us right now, he is one of Rhode Island's top attorneys. He is our legal expert, attorney Tim Dot. And Tim, I'd like to start off. I know it's north of the border, but um, a number of people have asked, you know, what would be their possible legal remedies, this business of uh, the problems in Canada and Trudeau freezing accounts for people that were basically peaceful protesters. Um, a lot of people are questioning if, in fact, something like that happened here, would they have some kind of legal recourse? And, and what about the individuals in Canada? Well, yes, Canada is a totally different animal. It's a very distressing, very disturbing situation. And we should all be um, watchful to see that this administration, the Biden administration, doesn't take some cues from Canada as to how they're dealing with a different type of protest. In Canada, they don't have a Bill of Rights. In Canada, they have a totally different um, perspective of, of due process and equal protection of rights. So if this was happening in the U.S., it would be an extraordinary abuse of power and there'd have to be really like almost on a wartime footing for a governmental agency to tell private banks to freeze bank accounts of targeted people who have not been convicted of doing anything. Maybe they've been arrested for certain things. Um, But let's assume one of these truck drivers gets arrested and their bank account gets frozen. Well, What's the charge? Have they been prosecuted? And is, you know, is there a presumption of innocence? It's not quite the same in Canada as it would be here. I mean, there's a report going around. I believe it's true. Um, a um, either unemployed or marginally employed woman in Canada, I think a single mother, donated 50 bucks to one of these truck driver organizations and she has had her bank account shut down simply because she made a financial contribution to one of these truck um, support organizations. That's incredibly outrageous. It's an incredible overreach and abuse of power. What's more concerning is that uh, Justin Trudeau has, um, chosen to exercise um, the extraordinary emergency powers, which I don't think have ever been used in Canada. And he's got um, the analogous thing in, in Canada to um, like the House of Commons, where a large majority of the elected members want these emergency powers bestowed upon uh, Trudeau to be permanent in nature and not right. temporary to quell a crisis. Like, you got to be kidding me. Who, what yeah. are these people thinking uh, to, to give away their rights um, so easily and so nonchalantly? It, it's really a disturbing trend that a country to our north you know, we think of Canadians as nice people. They've got a liberal kind of a country. They've got socialized medicine. Right. They pay high taxes. They're nice people. But this, this is crazy um, what they're doing. Another one of these truckers, from what I understand, he's arrested for whatever the offense might be. Uh, not a crime of violence, just uh, civil disobedience, which caused a, a disruption of commerce in Ottawa. He was denied bail, John, denied wow. bail. And the judge stated that her reason for denying him bail was she was afraid he might offend again. So he's being denied bail because of... Uh, a thought that there might be a crime in the future. Wouldn't you bail the guy and say, listen, if you commit another, if you're charged with another crime, your bail will be revoked. In in this country, bail is to ensure that you return to court period. Right. And for capital cases or other types of criminal cases, if you're a flight risk or you're a danger to the community, 
those would be standards where the judge could either deny bail or require a posting of financial surety to doubly ensure that you'll come back to court. But what's happening with these truck protesters seems very analogous to what's happened to many of the January 6th defendants right. yeah. who are thrown in jail. They mm. can't get bail. They can't talk to their attorneys. Nope. Um, the similarities in the governmental overreach and the Gestapo tactics, really, of what happened in the U.S. in January, January 6th and what's happening now in Canada is breathtaking in its overreach. It's breathtaking in its denial of, you know, in this country anyways, civil liberties and civil rights. Um, in the media here, as in Canada, they're concerned. Nothing yes. to see here. Nothing to mm. see here. They don't talk about it um, in, in certain media outlets, especially in Canada, where it's all state controlled pretty much. That's right. Um, it's a very disturbing um, development. We know that there is a truck convoy that appears to be on its way to the yeah. D.C. area. Now, these, these truckers are all saying, we're not going to go into the district. We're going to be peaceful. We don't want confrontation. We just want to prove our point. We want to make our position known. We want to show Americans and our family and friends that the Constitution means something. That's, I'm, I'm saying what they're saying. Right. Whether, whether people agree with their philosophy or not, that's their manifesto, if you will. Sure. Prove a point. Don't be confrontational. No violence. Right. So our government has now said the, we're activating the National Guard. We're yeah. sending a National Guard to D.C. unarmed, but in, in huge numbers. Now, look at what the Canadian police were doing to unarmed truck drivers, women getting trampled by horses, yeah. um, getting out of their um, cabs, getting onto the putting their hands over their head kneeling down not yep. giving any pushback or resisting arrest like we've seen here right and the cops still choose to um kick the crap out of them knee them knock them yeah. to the ground i mean it's it's chilling and it, it should be chilling to anyone who bothers to watch this uh videos or media where you can see this stuff um if what's happening in Canada is what's going to be in the future here, um, there's a lot to be concerned about. It's, it's really something that government should not be allowed to get away with. Folks, again, uh, we're speaking with attorney Tim Dodd on the John DePietro show. And Tim, um, before the break, I do want to follow up. You were right on the money. Um, as we, we had talked about, it's interesting with the, the, the Palin verdict, uh, what happened with, with Sarah Palin in the New York Times, uh, you know, we have since learned that it seems that the jurors did find out that the judge, in, es in essence, had dismissed the case. And I guess she's in the pro process right now where they're going to uh, refile some some other motions. And and Tim Dodd, again, you know, that that judge, I, I mean, I know judges are sometimes hesitant to overturn each other, but. That thing, um, you you had called that out of the box. That was right on the money. What what happened was the jurors, you know, they you get notifications in your phone. Now they're saying the judge doesn't fully understand how social media works, and it's not the old days. Hey, don't go home and turn on the television, read the newspaper. That the information is coming to them right on their phone. It's almost unavoidable. It's yeah. almost you can't avoid seeing it. There was no reason for that judge to announce in open court. He was going to dismiss the case because the plaintiff had met her burden of proving actual malice. Yep. Most judges, any judge, would, even if they thought that, hold that in their back pocket. Let the jury come back. If the jury comes back and finds um, for the defendants, the jury has to make that pronouncement. Right. If the jury comes back and gives Sarah Palin a million dollars, the judge can take it away. As the old expression is, the judge serves as a 13th juror. Yep. If the judge thinks that the jury gets it wrong, um, he can take the verdict away. Now, Sarah Palin's team will be filing a motion for new trial. 
setting forth all the reasons why this judge committed error and why the verdict is inconsistent with the evidence. That motion will likely be uh, denied by this judge. Sarah Palin will then take an appeal uh, to the circuit court because this was tried, I believe, in federal court. And I think that she has an excellent chance of getting a new trial because this judge completely tainted the jury completely. And the jurors are coming forth saying, yes, we knew about this before we came up with our verdict. Yeah. So they were completely influenced. Now, maybe they said, well, the judge is going to tank the case anyway. Screw it. Why should we give her any money or not give her any money? Yeah. I mean, the judge put his thumb on the scale in a way that no judge ever should. Yeah. So will Sarah Palin ultimately prevail? Who knows? Mm. If the judge had kept his mouth shut yeah. and Sarah Palin had gotten zero, um, it would be much more of a finished piece of business, but not now, not now. And, you know, I'm in courtrooms every day. Lawyers talk. No one can believe what this judge did. It's like yeah. unheard of. No one has ever heard of such a thing. Folks, quick break, a lot more. Our legal expert, attorney Tim Dodd, right here on the John DePietro Show. Make Henry Oil your oil provider this winter. Give them a call today. Call Henry Oil, 401-521-0200. 401-521-0200. Henry Oil, serving most Rhode Island and Southeastern Mass. Automatic delivery budget plans, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. You can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today, 401-521-0200. Reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery, fuel oil, diesel, gasoline delivery, residential and commercial. It's Henry Oil. Give them a call. Since 1947, you can depend on Henry Oil. Call them today. Make Henry Oil your oil provider, 401 Five two one zero two hundred four zero one five two one zero two hundred. Remember online at henryoil.com. Go with the original. Go with the best. It's Henry Oil. We're speaking with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd. So, Tim, Monday night, apparently, a small group of communists gather in a, a space I am unfamiliar with on Camp Street, Providence, and they're communists and they're reading the Communist Manifesto, and it's. It's called Red Ink. It's community space. It used to be the uh, Providence Police substation right there. Well, anyhow, a group that apparently they've tangled with online is a group called 131. They describe themselves as neo-Nazis. They show up. They're outside. So they're yelling through the glass, disturbing the communists. The communists are yelling back at them. They start, the 131 people start banging on the windows. They do the Zekeil. Uh, Heil Hitler salute, and then they also have a Nazi flag. Somebody in the neighborhood called the police. This whole thing took place in less than two minutes. As soon as the police were arriving on the scene, these 131, I think there were like 12 of them, 12, 15 maybe, um, they disperse. Uh, All politicians line up. You know, this is horrible. We have what's going on in Providence. We have neo-Nazis nationalists fighting, screaming at communists who I had heard were celebrating the fact that communist Russia is invading Ukraine. But what, what I found odd was both the governor and lieutenant governor were saying anyone with any information should contact the Providence police. So I've been asked by different people, and I'm going to ask you, based on what we, the events as I had, had said, you have a group inside and they're reading the communist manifesto, an opposing group, right? The communists are inside, the Neo-Nazis are on the outside. For two minutes, they're yelling back and forth at the glass. Nothing is broken, no damage, no one is stabbed or anything like that. And so as much as the governor, lieutenant governor, Tim Dodd, is saying uh, contact the Providence police if you have more information, based on the events that I just described to you, what, what exactly is the crime? It would be a push to charge the um, neo-Nazis with disturbing the peace, a petty, a petty misdemeanor. Okay. Um, You know, we've had not this discussion, but others regarding the first amendment and we should cherish our first amendment and protect it. But one of the challenges of the first amendment 
is recognizing the right of people to speak their mind. um, Even when you absolutely to your core disagree with what they're saying, Um, but you have to recognize the right to say it. Now, these neo-Nazi people were yelling, they're apparently using foul language and they're banging on the windows, um, which would be intimidating. It's not just being outside chanting on the sidewalk. They were more aggressive. Um, The views that they um, espouse in my mind are despicable and reprehensible and the most vulgar of horrible things that one can espouse. But at the same time, if you think the first amendment means something, you've got to recognize the right to say what they're saying. Right. Uh, Just as the communist party that's inside has a right to, um, praise Karl Marx and read the communist manifesto if that's what they claim they were in there doing right you know the the old case it's now probably 40 years ago was when the ACLU when it really meant something um, defended the right right of Nazis to have a march in Skokie Illinois Illinois which was a town heavily populated by Jewish people and yeah. many of those Jewish people were Holocaust survivors. Yeah. But the ACLU said, listen, we think that what the, these people stand for, the Nazis, is dreadfully despicable, but it's free speech. They've got a right, right to say it. And yes. we're going to defend their right to say what they want to say and march yep. in their march. And Doesn't they did they... march and the police protected them and people came out and protested. But it then also long... gained more fame in the Blues Brothers movie. But that did happen. And that is a. Tim, is that kind of held up as like the, the, I mean, that is the, as much as people might not like it, but that's the extreme example that under the First Amendment, they had a right to march and spouse their twisted uh, evil views. Yes, and that's 40 years ago, maybe 50 years ago at this point. Time marches on. I think it's more like 40. 40, A lot of people don't remember it. It's not taught in school. I don't know of anyone under 50 who knows what I'm talking about when I bring it up. And one wonders if the um, current incarnation of the ACLU... They probably would not. <laughs> right, I don't think they would either. Yeah. Um, although they should, because right. look at what happens on college campuses when, let's say, right-wing speakers are kept off campus, shouted down, not allowed to say what they want to say. Mm. College should be teaching kids in college, this is free speech. Right. If you don't like what these people are saying don't show up or maybe you'll learn something or maybe it'll reinforce what you don't like about what this person stands for, but they've got a right to say what they want to say. Yep. Current environment is saying, no, we won't listen. They shouldn't be heard. We're going to muzzle them. We're going to shout them down. That's right. Um, Is inconsistent with, you know, what, what I learned at least when I was in school and probably you too, that, you know, the first amendment is a hard thing because it requires you hearing things that you don't like from opposing points of view. Right. I don't think there was a particular crime here. Um, the, these neo-Nazis, as bad as they are, they didn't decide to start throwing rocks through windows nope. and burning buildings and attacking nope. the police and burning nope. police cars like we saw a couple of summers ago. Right. And I don't recall much uh, police action or many arrests occurring from all of that really bad conduct with millions and millions in damage to property, yeah. loss of businesses, et cetera. I, I don't recall the same um, political outrage no. um, that's occurred over this. And the outrage yeah. over this is legit. This is a right. dreadful thing. but It is. It's, it's the double standard, which we see over and over, which gets people to lose their faith in our political systems. Right. And Tim Dodd, not to get into, and again, folks, especially with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd, not to get off into a completely different direction, but it, granted, you have a group of people and they're seemingly minding their own business. They're inside this place reading Communist Manifesto. However, one could certainly make an argument that far more people in recent time have I mean, have died under communists, whether it is Russia or under Stalin or or Cuba with Castro. I mean, 
Communism certainly has been the cause of a loss of, of you know, 100 million lives. So in, in comparison, they're both very um, groups that you, we could easily demonize. However, it does fall under the element of freedom of speech. Yes. So now um, I also want to touch on, we had touched on with Hillary Clinton and the news that came out and whether or not, and certainly seems like spying on, on, uh, on President Trump at the time. But um, Tim Dodd, what are we to make of, she issued a statement that said what Fox News, Fox News went into full gear and the shows were really teeing her up, uh, mostly nighttime, but, you know, definitely coverage during the day, but mostly the, you know, the big three of Tucker Carlson, Hannity and Laura Ingram. And then Hillary Clinton said what Fox News is doing is coming pretty close to malice. And maybe the story ran its course. Fox News definitely things down a little bit after that but what about hillary saying that what they were doing was was coming uh you know they were awful close to malice well it's it's close to malice in her mind right if um fox news can't connect the dots now the dots so far are what fox is reporting that um, the durham investigation has uncovered so what the Durham investigation has uncovered is that one of the lawyers for the Clinton campaign somehow was able to meet with very higher ups at the FBI, provide information or speculation, whatever, about um, uh, allegations that uh, candidate Trump was in cahoots with the Russians, um, got technology through whatever means into Trump Tower and ultimately into the White House to surreptitiously uh, listen in on what uh, candidate or President Trump was doing. Um, and the lawyer who was doing this, who was clearly working for the Clinton campaign as one of his clients or his firm's clients, would bill and the billing records sent to the Clinton campaign yep. apparently included line items for this work. And he was paid for the work that he did regarding this um, investigation, the, the attempt to wiretap and or eavesdrop, whatever you want to call it. So does that impute that knowledge directly to Hillary Clinton? Well, she's the CEO, if you will, of that organization. That's right. Um, you know, there's always been speculation that when this um, um, Russia collusion um, narrative was concocted, the, the working hypothesis is that President Obama knew about it and that um, Vice President Biden knew what was going on and knew that this was all going to be orchestrated. Now, has Durham uncovered that? Has that been proven? That's been a long-held speculation in many quarters. I'm not here to say it's true or not true, but it's gotten a lot of um, coverage and a lot of discussion. In, in any event, if Hillary Clinton wants to sue, claiming malice in a similar manner as to what Sarah Palin did, well, now there's pretrial discovery rules. Hillary right. can be deposed. All of her lieutenants can be deposed. Mm. You can dig further into billing records. She's never going to bring a claim um, for uh, libel or slander against yeah. Fox News. I, I found it interesting that it seemed that her comment about possible malice seemed to get more coverage in the media than what Durham was reporting that her campaign was up to. Good point. So, that's exactly right. Folks, quick break. A lot more of legal analyst attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. Were you in an auto accident? Someone damaged your vehicle? Folks, it can happen, whether it's people not paying attention, a drunk driver, people texting and driving. If you're ever in an accident, pick up the phone, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Remember, with West Fountain Auto Body, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. Call them today. If you were in an accident, 
drunk driver, someone texting and driving, minor fender bender, even a nearly totaled vehicle. Call West Fountain Auto Body today, 401-272-3340. They'll handle everything for you, the original, the best, and if you're in an accident and a tow truck pulls up, tell them, bring that car over to West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340, 401-272-3340, West Fountain Auto Body, located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. They'll work for you, not the insurance company. If you're in an accident, call West Fountain today. Get it repaired, 401-272-3340. We're speaking with our legal analyst, attorney Tim Dot. Tim, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, some national stories in the news this week. And one of the things is he wants to hold certain members of the media accountable. He's going to go after it. Certainly seems they have a case. And one of the people that he seems to also be going after is LeBron James. What are, what are we to make of that? Well, LeBron James uh, fancies himself uh, a person who should opine on the issues of the day cultural issues, racial issues, legal issues, political issues. He's put himself out front as somehow fancies himself the voice of something, yeah. I guess his own opinion, which he thinks his opinions are worth um, a lot of media attention. So Kyle Rittenhouse is suing um, LeBron over comments that LeBron apparently made um, before the verdict in the Rittenhouse trial. Um, I don't know exactly what words were used, murder, killer, you know, whatever the words were. Um, again, the standard for proving a libel or slander is that you have to prove that the person uttering those words uttered them to third parties, so LeBron did that, and that the person uttering the words either knew they were false or made the statements in reckless disregard to whether the statements were true or not. So either way, LeBron could be in the crosshairs. Um, what Nick's, what um, Kyle Rittenhouse has before him is much in the same manner as what Nick Sandman had a few years ago right. uh, when he was able to extract money from CNN and the New York Times and I'm sure many other media outlets for the coverage and the misrepresentation of his conduct in that confrontation which occurred in Washington, D.C. There, um, Sandman had probably a better case because the, the media outlets were there for the whole um, encounter. There was video of the whole encounter. So they knew what had happened, but they cut up the video and edited it to present a different picture, which put Sandman in a negative light. So there, it was a very intentional thing they did to edit selectively to present an image that they wanted to convey which, when you watch the entire video, was completely inconsistent with reality. That's right. That's not quite the same thing here. However, the videos, which have long been available of Rittenhouse's encounter with the three gentlemen who got shot, um, you know, if you look at the video, the conclusion is rather obvious as to what occurred there, which was not at all what the media had initially presented. Yep. That he was a deranged, you know, white supremacist right. looking to, looking to go kill minorities. I mean, it was a crazy narrative that was put forth, based again probably at early on on no facts before the videos all came out. Yeah. So there, you the, the those that he's likely to sue can be seen to have made statements in reckless disregard to whether those statements were true or false. Mm -hmm. um, so, hey, LeBron, LeBron's a pretty deep pocket. He's yeah. worth going after. Why not? Yeah. Uh, folks, again, we're speaking with our legal analyst, attorney Tim Dodd. And, Tim, uh, just a couple of weeks ago, there was this uh, story that appeared in Rhode Island about this Sarah Cavanaugh. And she was the commander of the VFW Post, uh, I believe, based out of North Kingstown. And at first, the story was that, you know, maybe this was stolen valor and she was – representing herself as a combat became veteran, purple heart recipient, kind of a hero, and that maybe he was exaggerated. Well, it sure sounds like this thing took a, a different turn and not in a positive way. 
where you had federal agents were searching her home. And Tim Dodd, right now the accusations are that she she's also apparently a social worker at the Providence VA and was passing off um, cancer records of struggling veterans. And then she was reaching out to groups, portraying themselves, portraying the records belonging to her she as if she were a terminal ill cancer patient and and um you know a lot of times people hear of you know we think of like an fbi raid of whatever usually it's a drug dealer you know sometimes could be political corruption or some more you know someone with guns or things like that but i i don't recall the last time that we had federal agents that were actually searching her house regarding some of these records well it, it sounds like it's a pretty deep story yeah. she she was the commander of her vfw post i think she claimed to have seen combat i think she claimed maybe to have received a purple heart yep. um now what benefits might she be getting from the government based upon her claims? I mean, who knows if there's records to support it or if she was just lying to all the vets who would hang out at the VFW post. Right. But if she's out there soliciting funds through whatever means uh, based upon false records that she allegedly was suffering from cancer and that she needs help because she's a veteran – you know, she's obtaining money under false pretenses. She's committing fraud. She's obtaining money through fraudulent means. Um, there's any number of crimes that she, she could be charged with. And if she is using electronic devices to try to uh, raise money and those devices are bringing her message over state lines, she's going to get charged federally. Wow. And, you know, this is the type of case I think that the feds would like to um, bring her to justice, if you yeah. will, because the conduct is so outrageous. I mean, it's oh. just at every level, lying about combat service, lying about medals that you received, lying about, you know, your involvement in the military, lying about having something as, as, as horrifying for people who really have cancer and trying to raise money off of it. It's, it's all pretty despicable. I recognize it's early, hasn't been charged. Does this possibly have the makings of a jail case? In the federal system, yes, it, it could. Okay. Because, you know, in the state system, it's easier to wriggle off the hook with a plea bargain. It's much more difficult to do that successfully in the federal system. Um, Tim Dodd, just before I go to the next story, is it a crime or against the law of, you know, I um, from time to time we've heard of stories of these these guys that would they'd borrow a military uniform. They'd go to Vegas for the weekend, pretend they were, you know, getting ready to leave for battle and and then people would buy them drinks, and, you know, meeting different people and uh, get them to gamble here and there. Uh, just so people know, it's one thing she's presenting herself in that official capacity. She was also, by the way, also able to travel. They paid for conferences and so forth. But what about someone that then tries to pass themselves off as like a veteran or um, someone who is, in fact, you know, in the Army or I'm a, I'm a Marine and I'm on leave right now or something like that? Is that a crime? I, I must be honest with you, John. I don't know. I, okay. I don't know much about the military. I didn't right. have the... Um the obligation to be in the military. I don't really do military law. I, it seems to me that there's some prohibition about wearing the uniform and holding right. yourself out in that manner. But yeah. I don't know if it's something that's um, chargeable in the civil criminal justice system or if that's okay. a military um, court operation. I'm just not sure. You just wonder like this Sarah Kavanaugh, how did it, you know, what did it start off? And then it just seemingly, it's almost like to me, like someone that, is, uh, you know, embezzling funds where, you know, we always hear of the secretary at the church It started off just $50 and no one noticed. Then it's up to a thousand. The next thing you know, they're raiding the house and it's like 400,000. Now, Tim Dodd, we've been hearing rumblings of charges against former President Trump. But these to me seem like big developments with this. Um, the two prosecutors, uh, prosecutors, excuse me, and then the even the, the DA that supposedly that is uh, going after him. Yeah, I didn't see this one coming. This kind of came in on a left field. It did. Um, the, the new DA for um, New York City, uh, Alvin Bragg, who's caught a lot of very negative press coverage um, because of 
that he has um, announced he will not prosecute. Amongst the crimes that he won't prosecute is um, the crime of resisting arrest, which I think is a very provocative thing to do because if defendants know they can resist arrest and they're not going to get charged, it puts police officers in more harm's way. And it's likely to result in more situations like we've seen nationally. A lot of these cases where, you know, young men unfortunately get shot or killed or injured, it all starts with resisting arrest. So now in New York, I guess the resisting arrest defendants have a green light. See if you can resist, see if you can get away. You're not going to get charged. Anyways, this very, very liberal, progressive, if you will, it's a terrible word, progressive, but we'll call him what he espouses to be. He has announced doubts in the um, strength of the process, well, the investigation yeah. against Donald Trump yeah. uh, and the prosecutability, if you will, of what's being investigated. That has led to two of the prosecutors who are deeply involved in the Trump investigation resigning from the DA's office. Now, will that cripple will the will that cripple the ability for this to be potentially charged? It still could be, but it's certainly yeah. a setback from a prosecutorial standpoint. Right. Now he's doing his thing. Um, that's not going to totally even if. Bragg told his prosecutors that it's not worth pursuing this. There's nothing here. You still have Letitia James at the state level, um, the New York attorney general, making it her almost exclusive business to try to get President Trump on something for some charge for something, um, no matter what. Um, and she's spending apparently all of her time trying to bring some set of facts that would be chargeable criminally against Donald Trump. So even if Alan Bragg doesn't think there's anything that's real strong to prosecute, I think the president still has to keep his eye on what Letitia James is doing. Folks, another quick break. A lot more. Attorney Tim Dodd right here on the John DePietro Show. Brothers Disposal. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster for your driveway how do you know it's brother's disposal because it's a purple dumpster look for them on facebook and give them a call for an estimate 401-688-0517 get a dumpster in your driveway maybe you're cleaning out your basement your garage unwanted belongings maybe you just have some things in boxes that you've never taken out clean it out with brother's disposal they're also now offering weekly trash collection services call brother roland today at brother's disposal 401 401- Six eight eight zero five one seven. Whether it's a small household construction project or you just need a dumpster to get rid of some unwanted belongings, call Brothers Disposal today. Come on, brother. Call Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. Look for them on Facebook, Brothers Disposal. Get a dumpster in your driveway, 401-688-0517. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380, 99.9 FM. Folks, remember, you can always listen online at our website, dipetro.com. Check out the website, dipetro.com. We have original, unique, exclusive stories, videos, content, all our links to social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. It's all right there. And that's also the best way to reach me. Log on at the website, dot dipetro.com. 